Hi, and welcome to my Independence Report, the podcast that no one listens to except me. Since no one's listening, I have the freedom to say what's in my heart and to create anything I want. (laughs) How good is that? At least for me. So now I'm going to present new ideas, thoughts, and comments on past and current events, stories from my job, a view from the seat, as well as the best of, episodes from the various shows I did in the past, and even stories about life between lives called Death Isn't Real. So since no one really knows about this podcast, I might as well get started. And oh, by the way, thanks for not listening. And welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald, and yes, this is my Independence Report. And this is a podcast that I'm putting together. It's gonna ha- it has uh, new stuff, old stuff, and some really cool stuff. And in this particular case, this is under the category of really cool stuff. We're going to talk with Eileen Johnson. You may not know who Eileen Johnson is, but when you hear her story and that of her moms, you will be just amazed at what the power of positive thinking can do and what a Irish mom can make happen. Um, What happened was Eileen got cancer at 15 years old. And she uh, had thyroid cancer, and she and she had a beautiful voice growing up, but they were scared that she would never be able to sing again. And her mom assured her, and together they made it happen. So she can sing again, and to celebrate that, because she was part of Gilda's Club uh, after the fact. Uh, it wasn't around when she had her cancer, but later on she got connected with Gilda's Club. And what Gilda's Club is, if you don't remember, Gilda Radner, who was a comedian in the 80s. She was on Saturday Night Live and did a lot of stuff um, and was really a wonderful comedian. She died of ovarian cancer. And so they took the name Gilda's Club or Gilda and put club with it. And and they are a cancer support group. They work really diligently and really hard. So look them up anywhere in the world that you are and find if you've got somebody that has cancer or you have a relative that has cancer, they offer support to you and also the patient. Well, what these two ladies did was they assembled a group of incredible, talented musicians and artists. Quincy Jones, uh, Steve Martin, um, um, Paul Allen, as an, as an example. Um, all these guys and ladies volunteered that they would be part of this um, Gilda Radner's CD presentation to support Gilda's Club. So if you want to go get this CD, it was published back in 2003. I'm sure it's still on Amazon. So just type in Gilda's Club and you will get that CD. Buy it. The proceeds go to help Gilda's Club. And in any event, this young lady has a wonderful, wonderful voice. And she's actually on the CD with a couple of cuts. So, and I just, as a follow-up report, I just want everybody to know, because she did have cancer as a teenager, she is doing really well now. She's in her mid-30s. She lives in the area. I'm not going to give her name, but just for you to know that she survived a horrible moment with cancer and is doing really pretty well now. So with that, here is the interview with Eileen Johnson and her mom about what they did for Gilda's Club. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald. I'm your host here on KKNW 1150 AM, your alternative talk radio station. I am really pleased that the next two people are here because they are extraordinary human beings, and I'm looking forward to talking with both of them. Um, first of all, I would like to introduce Eileen Johnson. Eileen, how are you? Good, thanks. Good. Um, we need to talk a little bit about your story. And how you came in contact with Gilda's Club. We've talked about Gilda's Club a little bit. And uh, um, Gilda's Club, of course, is a cancer support center. And so tell us your story. Did you at one time have cancer? I did. Um, when I was 15 um, and I was a sophomore in high school, um, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. And um, I don't know, kind of a long story. Uh I had been sick for a long time since probably sixth grade, and uh, um, I, you know, they didn't know what was wrong with me, and I had just been real sick, achy joints, and a whole bunch of different stuff, and didn't they, they still didn't know what was wrong with me. And by the time I was in eighth grade, they had diagnosed me with um, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, and so I thought, all right, awesome, my medical problems are over. And then uh, when I got to high school. Um, and obviously a sophomore year of high school, um, my, my mom thought that I, I possibly had something wrong with my thyroid because I had grown three inches, um, while wow. I was in high school. And, um, and so they took, my mom took me to the doctor and she said, well, the growth spurt has nothing to do with the, with your thyroid, but it, um, let's, let's take a look at it. And, um, in the course of, looking at it and she just she felt a few bumps and she said well let's go ahead and have a biopsy and ultrasound and just one thing led to another and I'd say within the course of a couple three weeks diagnosis came back and it was cancer so at 14 years old you had thyroid cancer 15 or 15 yeah yeah, yeah. how did that make you feel that must have been a very frightening thing well actually at first I was really excited because I had been sick for so long and they didn't know what was wrong with me. And for some, uh, for, for someone to say, you have cancer, we're going to have surgery and we're going to take it out and then you're going to be finished. You'll I be thought all that was, better. And I thought that was the best thing in the world. I was just so excited, but I didn't really understand the full, um, the full effect of what was going to happen until I was in the hospital, until I had missed so much school and in, until I had gone and had the radiation treatments and uh, I was so sick and gaining weight and it was just it was not as, as pleasant as I thought it was going to be for those of you who aren't aware of anatomy what happens when you remove your thyroid um, your thyroid controls your metabolism in your body so when you don't have a thyroid basically anything you eat stays in your body and I mean there was I mean I was just eating baby food and I mean just little itsy bitsy pieces of food and I gained about almost 100 pounds, um, I'd say within about a three-month period of time. And they were working to get you the right set of chemicals mm -hmm. to, I would, to control that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have to take thyroid medication every single day, but it takes a long, long time to figure out the exact dose that your body needs. And so, unfortunately, that's what happens. And it, it was terrible because for a girl in high school to suddenly, you know, put on this weight. I mean, I'm sure there was people that was like, oh my gosh, Eileen has gained so much weight. And um, 
So, yeah. It was hard. Well, yeah. for, for those of you that are out in the audience and, and can't see Eileen today, she is a beautiful young lady. <laughs> she she is just, she's just stunning. And <laughs> I, the last time I interviewed you, it was on the telephone. On the telephone, And, yeah. and uh, um, Anna said, Hannah Godlieb, who is the president of Gilda's Club, said that you're, you were beautiful. She didn't, her description didn't do you justice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so you you have recovered fully. Yeah. Now, and you've dedicated some stuff. And well, let's talk first of all. When they take out your thyroid, they uh-huh. do an operation on your in, in your throat. Yes. And you grew up, and you have a you had a beautiful voice when you were fourteen. Right. What did they tell you? Um, well, they weren't sure if I would be able to sing again because the incision is so, it's in the throat and it's so close to the vocal cords and it wasn't a 100% guarantee whether or not they go in there and if they accidentally nick a vocal cord or um, or something. Uh, so it wasn't a guarantee. And then after my surgery, I my, va- my, my voice was really, really raspy. And I just remember, you know, being really scared and, and thinking, oh, gosh, you know, my voice, I'm never going to be able to sing again. And, um, and it took, I'd say, a good week before my voice kind of got back to uh, where where it is normally now. So, and there's a real good reason why we bring that up because you have got an extraordinary voice, and we're going to play a song from this album in just a second. But whose idea was the album? My mom's. <laughs> so with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, the last time that you were here, we were talking about your story, and your story is just you know it's an amazing thing to go from where you were to go through all the stuff that you went through to come out on the other side and be the beautiful young lady that you are today, both inside and outside, and then. When we started hearing about your mom's story, I was just really, really intrigued. So <laughs> I wanted to go down that way a little bit. So Mary Kay Johnson, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Very good. So your daughter was sick and then she was better. And what led you to do this? Um, well, I take it back to, uh, I, I mean, I can picture the day that she was in the hospital having her surgery. And I, I remember um, being very concerned about whether or not she was going to live or not. I mean, I was very concerned about that, but I was also concerned about her voice because um, Eileen had always loved to sing, and she had a beautiful voice. And, um, and taking away her voice, the, Eileen's voice was, was what I'd call the essence of Eileen. Singing was Eileen. And I remember asking the doctor, and I felt kind of funny before the surgery, and I asked the doctor, will she ever sing again? And he said, well, we don't know. We can't say for sure, but we'll try. So we'll please try to make sure that you are careful, you know, during the surgery. So when uh, the surgery was supposed to be two hours, it uh, ended up being a four-hour surgery. And when the doctor came out, he um, he said it, it didn't go as we thought it was going to go. He said when when we made the incision in her neck and opened her up, he said you can see cancer. It doesn't look like regular healthy tissue. You can visually see cancer. And he said when we made the incision to open her up, we, we knew she had the big tumor in there, but the hole inside of her throat looked like cancer. And he said everybody in the operating room, the nurses and everyone, 
they just they just let out this gasp and they were just like oh god and he said it was just wherever you looked there was cancer so that's why it took so long so you know it was just i can remember that i can remember going back up to her hospital room and she was laying there and her throat was just all wrapped heavily and we waited for her to come to and the doctor had come up and given us the the serious news and i can remember looking at eileen and she had a tear coming down the side of her cheek and it was you know she hadn't cried up until this point she was glad that she had cancer <laughs> she wanted to get better again it would explain all the years of her being sick but she started to cry after the doctor left and i asked her why she was crying and she whispered and she said i'll never sing again and i said i said i i said eileen i don't know why god put that cancer in your throat but i promise you that someday you're going to sing again with the voice of an angel and the whole world's going to hear you sing i promise you and i can picture that day as if it was 10 minutes ago i i remember that day and um it took it took a long time for her to get her voice back and and i and i remember all the tears that she cried she cried a million tears when she had cancer and you don't forget that when you're a mother and and then one day here a couple of years ago i i don't i got the idea and i we had been doing a lot of work for the gilda's club seattle and uh i just i got this idea and i thought this would be a great way to raise money and help the gilda's club it would be a good great way for me to fulfill my promise to Eileen so i just started working on it <laughs> <laughs> and boy, did you work on it! <laughs> let me let me explain. I've held back till now. Let me explain what what has happened. What they what these two fine young ladies have done is that they've created an album. Eileen has got a couple of cuts on it, but they've also gotten a few folks to participate that you may have heard of from time to time. I'm thinking. Um, I don't know for sure, but uh, there are a few names. That, see if you. Now Tammy's been in music twenty years, so she probably knows most of these names that 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 you actually went out and contacted. Correct? Mm-hmm. You now now let's talk about your background just briefly before I go into this again. You are you're a promoter and and a marketer, and <laughs> you've been doing this all your life, right? Um, basically, I I do for my kids. Ah, I, yes. You're, you're, I'm a mother. You're a mother. You're, oh, yes. You're a mother. You're a I'm parent a mother. advocate. <laughs> and you take care of your kids, and yep. you've done a, a fine job with Eileen. But what was it like talking to have you? Tammy, let me ask you. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a guy by the name of Elton uh, John, I think his last name is? Uh, vaguely, Paul yeah. Paul Simon. Yeah. S- Celine Dion's. The, uh, yeah, I think she's Canadian. Um Tony Bennett is Jeez. he still alive? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Tony Bennett's a wonderful. You have guys. no background in, I have in doing this. Absolutely. You know what my background is? I am 100 percent Irish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And not only am I 100 percent Irish, but I'm Butte, Montana Irish. <laughs> oh man. Oh, okay. My so family that, came from there. Well, my dad. I have to say, my dad, Rich Mulcahy, and his brother Billy Mulcahy, 
are here visiting from Butte, Montana, and they're both cancer survivors, mm-hmm. and they're listening. Oh, wonderful. Well, welcome yes. to, to the McCaffrey. What what's Mulcahy. Up? The Mulcahy brothers. Well, welcome very much. <laughs> welcome to Seattle. I hope you're having fun. I hope you're having fun. And you both survived cancer as well. My dad mm-hmm. and his brother are both cancer survivors. Oh, that's But I think that, that people will say to me, um, how did you do this? And I, I kind of jokingly tell people, well, it was Irish luck, you know, but it was just... <laughs> I had uh, a determination. I had um, any day that maybe I'd be sitting there thinking, oh, gosh, you know, it had been a few weeks maybe since I'd gotten somebody to say yes or whatever. Uh, you, you know, I get that mental image of Eileen crying. I would get that mental image of, of all the unhappiness that she had suffered. And I knew that how many countless other people had suffered because of cancer. And that just, you know, would kind of drive me to keep going. Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing because some of the people that you have on here are Quincy Jones, Billy Crystal, Randy Travis, Paul Schaefer, Jackson, uh, Jackson Brown. Oh, that's Jackson Berkey and the Seattle Girls Choir. Okay. No, never yeah, mind. Eileen was in that choir, the Seattle Girls Choir. Oh, very good. That, that song, actually, the Seattle Girls Choir song, uh, was nominated for a Grammy and it's dedicated to a little nine-year-old Irish girl that died of cancer. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. And even, you know, Gene Wilder did something recently, and he recorded it specifically for this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's You know, I asked Gene Wilder, um, you know, in my master plan of, of, of doing the CD, um, you know, I, I thought, oh, I, I've got to get all the celebrities and stuff. But the one person that I knew I had to have or the CD wouldn't be complete was Gene Wilder. Yes. And so I asked him, thinking that maybe we'd just lift the audio off of a um, song that he had sung in a movie or something. Sure. But he didn't want to do that. He wanted to do something special, and he went into a studio in Connecticut and recorded this song that he and Gilda used to sing together. It's not real easy to keep your eyes dry when you're listening to that song. Oh, yeah. He, it was a song that they used to sing together to cheer each other up, I guess, and they'd sing it at parties. And yep. um, yeah, it was a very nice uh, way to end the CD. And you even include some clips from Gilda Radner herself yes. doing some of her comedy skits. Yeah. And, and it just it brings back the memories of what a gifted lady she was. Well, you know, I really um, wanted to include pieces of Gilda Radner's. I mean, of course, because the CD is for her, but also because of the fact that this new generation of, you know, my kids' age, college-age kids, um, I don't think they remember who she was. No. And, um, and that's a shame, not only because she was a great comedian, but because of the legacy that she's left through her Gilda's Clubs, I thought it was important that people remember her. And so um, it was real important to put her work on the CD. Absolutely. So this CD, it's a full, uh, it's a full CD, and it's got it's got a ton of songs on it. Helton John does "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me." Uh, Steve Martin does "King Tut." Paul Simon does "Love Me Like a Rock," and they're all special cuts, and they all gave them to you. Yes, there are no royalties that they just gave the royalties to you for these particular. You know, songs. I, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. I think most of it is that way, but I I didn't get involved in the. 
that part. But I generally think generally the much, publishers want some. Yeah, small I think fee. there's just some. I didn't get involved in that, but pretty much all the the performers waved. Now, yeah. Do you, do you have like these phone numbers of all these folks? Oh yeah. Can but, can we like auction them? Here? <laughs> <laughs> I know a Is lot of people. Well, you haven't mentioned <laughs> one person that's on the CD. Uh, who did that? Who? And I don't know if people realize um, it's listed on the CD as grown men. Okay. And I don't know if people would realize that's Paul Allen's band. Oh wow. Oh, it's yeah. really good. You got Paul Allen? Yes, I got Paul. His band is really Paul good. Paul Allen is... Do you have is... his phone number? <laughs> <laughs> Paul Allen is a cancer Man. survivor. I didn't know that, really? Yes, uh-huh. And the way the CD started out originally was I was hoping to get six people from Seattle. It was just going to be for Seattle and associated with Seattle. And the first person I asked was Quincy Jones. And uh, I left a message at his office, and I think it was just a few minutes later... And they called me back. These people, I was shocked that they took me seriously. And the next person that I got on was the Seattle Girls Choir. And then after that was Paul Allen. And then Steve Martin. And after I got Steve Martin, it just seemed like all the rest fell into place. Well, when you say, you know, I was talking to Quincy the other day, and Steve Quincy and I are going to have lunch, and, and they're going to do something. Why don't you help? <laughs> yeah. No, you know, what's funny is that... Um, when I would when I would call and I would talk to people, um, it was always uh, very receptive to the idea, and I, I, I didn't really tell people that I was this housewife sitting in Bothell, Washington. So I, I just acted like you know I knew what I was doing, and and um, they always pretty much uh, the reaction was, oh, this is for Gilda Radner. Oh, sure. Okay, well, you know, send us a letter, write it all down, and we'll see what we can do. You know, they all wanted to do it for her. It was almost like it was a personal favor to her. Mm-hmm. Well, she was universally loved by everybody. Very she much was, so. I remember the day that she died, it was like, gosh, I mean, she's such a great lady. And, and to be taken so early. So, yeah. Getting back to Eileen. Now, when you were 14 and you had the surgery and you had um, and you had so much cancer and you weren't sure that your voice was going to come back, it in fact has come back, hasn't it? It has. In fact, you're on the CD in two songs, and mm-hmm. we're going to play them both today. Okay. We're going to play the first one now, okay. and then we're going to play the second one uh, as, as we leave today. Um, the first song, A Friend in You. Uh, tell us about that one. Um, it was uh, written by a man down in California named um, Jeff Passetto. And um, basically, I mean, I always try to pick a song that has meaning. Um, and so when you listen to the to the words of this song, I mean, just everything points in the direction of just, you know, it's it's all about Gilda and, and finding a friend and Gilda and Gilda's club. And um, so I always try to find a song that has meaning whenever I do any of these cancer benefits. And of course, this one just fit perfectly. And so. Absolutely. We're going to go ahead and play it. Well, Mom. I can actually help you have her voice be heard worldwide because this is going out on the internet as well with live streaming. So anywhere anyone's listening to uh, newschannel1150.com is going to listen to Eileen Johnston right now. Johnson right now. Uh Let's play the song. I've got a maid 
Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. You're listening to KKNW and KLAY in Tacoma. My name is Kevin McDonald, and this, of course, is Positive Talk. And uh, we just listened to Eileen Johnson, and the song that she sang was A Friend in You. We're going to do one more for her um, at the end. And um, so hang with that one. And I'm giving that to the producer so that she can load that one up. And that's you, you have a beautiful voice. Thank just you. stunning. <laughs> and you are what they call the total package. <laughs> Thanks. So, and with your mom behind you, are you kidding? Heck I, yeah. I got to say, as another female, because a lot of people are going, well, he's a guy. The, she is a stunning woman. She's tall, she's blonde, she has blue eyes, high cheekbones, perfect teeth, <laughs> and she appears to be really nice. <laughs> yes, and she, can, and she can sing like a hummingbird. You know, some people... <laughs> it's just not fair. Yeah. But on the other hand, yeah, but yeah, I was just going to say. On the other hand, look what she's going through. Yeah, the 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 cancer and the day to day regimen that you have to do now to maintain who you are, mm-hmm. and it's it's a day to day struggle, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, I have to take medication every single day. Um, I have to watch what I eat very carefully. Um, I have to measure it all out. Um, no, is that because of the thyroid thing? It's because of the thyroid thing. And, you know, it just, it's it's interesting because I switched doctors for about a year. This was about a year ago. And he lowered my dose of medication. Well, coincidentally, pff, I gained about 10 or 15 pounds. I didn't do anything different. So, you know, and then I decided, heck, I'm going back to my old doctor. I like her better. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a constant constant thing and even now I'm on a low iodine diet that um I have to have a whole body scan next week cuz um 2 months ago I was te- uh tested positive for cancer so um this is my every 3 year check that I have to have and so next week I have to go in and special diet so that the radioactive iodine can uh take up in any cancer cells that are left over so now, what else, what else becomes difficult for you that may be just routine for somebody else in terms of health care? Um, well, I mean, just routine stuff. I mean, I have to go into the doctor more often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it's, and, and plus I think I'm, I'm overprotective about myself too. So every little thing, I tend to go in and see the doctor and make sure that everything's going to be okay. Well, but it's hard because you've got this little cloud that's off in the distance. Yeah. yeah. That because once you've had cancer, there's yeah. always a possibility it can come back. Exactly, but that's a good thing because that's the key: catching it early. Catching yes. it early. Yep. So I'm always I'm always very cautious about that. So. Oh, that's 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 wonderful. And mom, you should be very proud. I am proud. <laughs> and you should be very proud of yourself. <laughs> Heck, because, I'm proud of her. <laughs> yeah. Now let's talk just for a second about Gilda's Club because Gilda's Club had an enormous impact on you, didn't it? Yeah. Um, well, actually, Gilda's Club wasn't um, in Seattle when I had my cancer. And we had met uh, Anna Gottlieb, who was the executive director of Seattle. And we met her at a cancer benefit that I was doing in Seattle for Richard Carnes, uh, Star oh, yeah, Days. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, Al from Home Improvement. Uh-huh. And um, she happened to be sitting at our same table and heard me sing and was like, we'd love to have you come and do our event. And just I did it, and I we formed. It was an instant connection that we had. Well, we love the idea of Gilda's Club because when Eileen had cancer, of course, there was no Gilda's Club here. Mm-hmm. But um, we were in a position where we were dealing with a 15-year-old teenage girl. She had three younger brothers, 
and we had a child that was crying all the time. Um, three younger brothers were worried. Uh, my husband and I were worried. We're carting her back and forth to the hospital. Uh, it got to the point where Eileen had become so depressed that we took her for private counseling, which was expensive. And one time, I would, I would, I would drive her to the counselor uh, twice a week, I, and I would sit out in the hall in a little chair. And this one time, the counselor came out, and she said, would you like to take half of Eileen's session today? And I said, oh, um, okay. So I went in, and I had my 20 minutes worth, and I came out feeling so good that I'd had 20 minutes to sit down with somebody and talk about this. So when we found out, you know, that there was a Gildas Club and it was free and that, you know, they had programs where the, the parents could go and sit down and talk to other parents and the siblings could go and do activities with other siblings. Um, they have a teenage group, kids that are teenagers that have cancer. I, I just thought, gosh, I wish that this was here, had been here when Eileen had cancer. So I saw the value in it. It's a very worthwhile project to work hard for. It's wonderful. And and just briefly, Anna's story is five, six years ago, she read in a magazine that about Gilda's Club and what they were trying to do back east. She got in an airplane. She went to yeah. New York, mm-hmm. said, I want one in Seattle. And she made it happen. And yeah. God love her for doing Anna that. Anna worked yeah. real hard for that. Yep, she yeah. did. So that's wonderful for everybody. I'd like to thank both of you. Now, we are going to play another song of yours okay. because we're going to make you famous. <laughs> um, or actually, you're going to make yourself famous and your mom's going to make you famous. Exactly. <laughs> but I would like to say that the CDs can be purchased yes. uh, through, uh, you can actually go into the Gildas Club on 1400 Broadway on Capitol Hill and buy them, or you can go to Amazon.com. I highly recommend it. It's a very emotional CD. It really is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great stuff that you just can't buy anywhere else. No. Thank you very much, Eileen Johnson and Mary Kay Johnson. Thank you. Thanks. And we have really enjoyed having you here. And, and you need to come back. You know, you're going to be a big star someday. And when you promise you'll come back when you're a big <laughs> sure, star? Sure, I will. <laughs> Thank you. We'd appreciate it. Okay, we're going to play the next song. Now, in this song, she sounds remarkably like Karen Carpenter. So we're going to, is it queued up, Tammy? Yep. Let's play it. Okay. We've only just begun to live White lace and promises A kiss for luck and we're wrong
place where there's room to grow And yes, we've just begun Sharing horizons that are near to us Watching the signs along the way Eileen Johnson, and she's singing We've Only Just Begun, which, of course, Karen Carpenter made famous. Thank you again, uh, Eileen, for coming. And by the way, I didn't know that you were on the Today Show, for heaven's sakes. Mm -hmm. And you're going to uh, back, you're being fly flown, Jiminy Christmas, you're being flown to New York to to sit at Katie Couric's table at the, uh, because they're honoring her because of her husband. The Gildas Club uh, is honoring Katie Couric. At a special event, September 18th, and Eileen's and I have been asked to come, and Eileen's going to perform for Katie Couric. So, heck, you're already famous. (laughs) I'm working on it. (laughs) What are your long-term plans? Um, Well, actually, I mean, I just graduated nursing school, so I either have nursing on one hand or I have the singing on the other hand. So right now I'm not doing nursing. It's full-time singing right now, so... She also just got a job at Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. That means I did. <laughs> which one? Canyon Park. <laughs> okay. We should promote that. People should just go to see her. Heck yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you have a website yet? Uh actually um gildasclubseattle.org. Gildasclubseattle.org. Well, Eileen will have a little bit of a website through that gildasclub.org. Perfect. It's being developed. And so. if you have just discovered that you have cancer. If you know anyone who has cancer, if you are a friend of somebody who has cancer, don't know how to deal with it, a family member, mm-hmm. go to Gilda's Club. Exactly. It's on Capitol Hill. Do you have Ra- the address? Uh, 1400 Broadway, right across the street from the Poly Clinic. Thank you both for coming. I've enjoyed it immensely. We have to go to CNN Headline News. Thanks again. Thank have you. a great day. We'll be back after CNN Headline News.